Today's podcast episode is brought to you by my free training, the done for you blueprint to kickstart your booked out coaching business. You guys, I am so excited. This is the third time we've done this training and it keeps getting better and better. During the training, you will learn how to determine your ideal client, craft your high ticket coaching offer, my FAC formula to help find, attract, and convert your ideal clients into paying clients, learn the two ways to to consistently drive reoccurring revenue month over month into your coaching business and how to take massive action until you get the results you want and operate from a place of abundance. This free training kicks off Monday, July 13th. You can head on over to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash training to register. Again, we start Monday, July 13th. Head to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash training. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Boleyn. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. Today, I am so excited and ready to dive into today's topic, which is how a bridge job can help you make your ultimate leap and going into what exactly is a bridge job. And it's something that um, a bridge job really helped me. It was extremely instrumental in making my ultimate leap. Plus, I'm going to share a little bit more in depth about my journey of quitting my job because I know there's a lot of new listeners and it's something that I haven't really shared in a really long time. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you might not have fully understood it or heard it in, in detail. And so I really want to kind of rewind it a little bit dive a little deep into my lead up, leap, and land so you can hear another version, another story of someone quitting their job because let me tell you, it is not all the same. So we're going to talk about what is what it might include um, in quitting your job is a bridge job. So what is a bridge job and do you actually need one to ultimately quit your job and diving into how instrumental having a bridge job was for my journey and it could be yours too. So a bridge job is a job that gets you from point A to point C. And if point A is your current job and point C is the point in which you become your own boss, then point B is your bridge job. And it is that transitional point in your journey that helps you get closer to reaching your ultimate goal of becoming your own boss. Like I said, not everyone has a bridge job before they make their ultimate leap, and that is okay too. I'm going to talk about why, you know, if you're tuning in thinking, maybe do I need a bridge job? I'm going to share some potential um, characteristics or uh, qualities that if you notice them, then having a bridge job might be a good idea for you in terms of transition. But again, your transition to quitting your job is a personal journey and it ultimately has to be left up to you and making those decisions. So before diving into the benefits of a bridge job and why it might make sense to get one, I want to back up and look at the journey as a whole. And when you're considering starting your own business and making the ultimate leap, there are three key phases, the lead up, leap, and land. So everything you do during the lead up phase will determine the success of your leap and how you land. So when you are a full-time business owner as your own boss, from building your client list to validating your services and generating revenue and more is all imperative, especially in the lead up phase. I always recommend... Um, 
I know how sometimes it can be super emotional to want to quit the job because you hate it so much and it's so terrible and like energetically draining and you want to quit and say, I'll figure it out when I have more time on my schedule. I always advise, strongly advise against that because majority of the time, if that happens, because you are making an emotional decision in that moment and when you are out on your own and you have so much free time and you don't have this job or the structure to go into, your brain could potentially spiral out. Now, that doesn't happen to everyone, but from those that I have worked with and seen that have quit their job without a plan or validating um, revenue in terms of like validating their service-based business, it had been, it was a struggle for them to get the feet, like their feet on the ground because their mind and energy was split between okay, what is it that I want to do? And then how am I making money? And you're competing those thoughts where if you stay with your full-time job and get super disciplined about how you're managing your time and building up your client base or your service-based business, then you have proven that you've given yourself confidence so that when you do quit, all you need to do is take what you're doing already that works in terms of getting clients and your services and just basically turn the dial up. You know exactly what you need to do to get more clients to fill that space in your calendar and you have that confidence. And so just let's go back. I know I'm getting a little kind of all over, but I just felt like it was so important to share that because I have certainly been there where I was ready to throw in the towel. I'm like, I will figure it out. I'm going to go apply and get a waitressing job, like something to quickly supplement my income because I'm going to leave my full-time gig. And I'm so grateful that my friend's mom was like, honey, you're not quitting your job until you have something else lined up, which I'm going to share in my actual um, lead-up story because everyone is everyone's lead-up story is so different from one person to the next. I've seen it go from someone's lead-up be three months from when they make the decision that they're quitting their job to when they actually quit. I've seen it three months. Um, and then others like myself was 18 months. And so I had started working at Target um, straight out of college when I was 22. So this was 2010 and it was in West Des Moines, Iowa. I was an executive team leader. I managed everything um, soft lines. So that is ready to wear men's clothes, boys and girls clothes, infants, shoes, accessories. I had four direct reports and within six months of being at Target, I knew that it wasn't my end game. I was like, I know that this isn't it, but I'm not exactly sure what is it. And I was so torn though, because I was 22. I had incredible benefits at Target. I was making a decent salary for a recent grad, grad, a graduate, and I was on the high potential track. So I was scheduled to basically have my own store by the age of 25 and making a six-figure salary. And so I was getting a lot of attention in terms of my development. And ego-wise, it felt really good, right? Um, so if anyone is tuning in or has worked retail, then you can definitely relate or worked in the um, restaurant industry, like retail does not sleep and you're easily working 50 to 60 hours a week. You're working holidays, weekends, staying late and going in early. And when I was at Target, my schedule didn't leave a lot of time so that I could even begin to explore what else was out there and what I really wanted to do. And I was also so energetically drained when I would get home um, that I would have zero desire to even think. So one of the things that I didn't cut out that I wanted in my schedule was working out. So I would go in to Target. I would be there right before 6 a.m. I would leave around 5, 6 p.m. I would go work out for 45 minutes at the local gym and then I would get home. I would eat and I would be in bed. And like at that time it would be 
9 p.m. And I'm grateful at the fact that living in Des Moines, Iowa, or maybe anywhere in Iowa, it's really easy and quick to get around. So uh, the benefit was I didn't have such a super long commute, but it was it just didn't leave a lot of time in my schedule to even want to think. So and I get it. Like you have the best intentions and plans going home and figuring it out, working on your business. And then you get home and it's like this, this overwhelm and relief of not having to be at your full-time job comes in and you just want to revel and indulge in not having to think about anything because you have zapped so much energy at your full-time job. So I feel you, sister. If you're like shaking your head and you're like, yeah, this is me. Like you're on the train, you're in the car, or maybe you're working out or you're walking, wherever you're listening to, if this is you, I definitely, I feel you. And at that moment when I actually, so I needed to create more margin in my schedule and more time in my schedule. And one of the things that we had at retail is you always had one day off during the week, whether it was Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, and mine was Wednesday. And towards the end of my target career, I started spending Wednesdays looking for a different job. And at the time I didn't know it, but it was basically my bridge job because I wasn't fully committed to living in Iowa. I really wanted to get to Chicago. So I didn't want to find something too permanent, but I was willing to find something permanent um, for a year or two just to get me more time and more margin on my schedule. And I was so torn because it just, I, at the end of my target days, I'd go in and it would be a quote unquote good day. It would start off as a good day. And then, you know, the next day I'd go in, I would be like, I'm quitting, I'm quitting today, but not actually mean it. And I would create so much drama. I went back and forth. I was like, today I'm quitting. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, I'm quitting. Or like today I'm like, today's a really good day. And you convince yourself that you can make it through. And then by the end of the day, you're like, screw this. I'm like quitting. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. It's kind of like one of those really bad relationships where you're in, where you know that you should break up, but you're not breaking up because you're like, uh, it's kind of scary to, to see what's out there. Like, I don't know if I'm ready. And you just dwell in this drama. You indulge in this drama. And it just is not such a great place to be in. It's almost like why the question is, is like, why do we need to make things so bad before we make this decision? And in this case, for quitting my job, like I pushed myself to it didn't get like crazy bad but it just got to a place where like I could have definitely broken up with my job or much earlier than I decided to and so um but it wasn't until one Monday uh in the spring I want to say it was it was June I believe um I was working it was I had worked 11 out of the past 13 days and they were all roughly 12-hour shifts. It was beautiful out. Uh, it was great. I, I definitely didn't want to be in a store. I mean, sometimes, again, if you work retail and, and in the winter, you would go in when it was dark and you got out when it was dark and you never saw the light of day. And at the after that shift, it was a Monday and I found myself in tears, emotionally broken down. And this is when I made the decision to leave. I was like, this is crazy. I don't need to be putting myself through this. And I think just a side note caveat is that there is some sort of badge that goes with like the grind um or at least that was my experience like look at me I'm toughing this out like I can do this and it was some sort of badge that I was trying to prove to myself that like I can do this I you're not a quitter keep going and so there's that emotional ego struggle that came with quitting the job because I thought I had so much left to learn and like how dare I quit this early and it felt like I was quitting on myself but when I actually made the decision that I was leaving and I felt it and I knew in in my heart and my gut, um, once I made that decision, 
you know, our, our, our lives are made up of um, tiny decisions. And, you know, that one decision that I made, it was just all of a matter of me reaching out to a handful of people. I think I reached out to five people in my network um, to find out that my previous boss who I trained with while I was at Target the first six to eight weeks, um, she had also left Target. And she had started as a contract recruiter through a third-party agency and got placed at Wells Fargo at the time. And within 72 hours of reaching out, I had an interview set up with that agency. And after that interview with the agency, I received my offer within a few days and I accepted and put in my two weeks notice. And this all happened within a week. It happened so fast. So I think it's really important to point out the fact that when you make the decision and you know that, I mean, decide, the Latin mean is to literally cut off. When you it's in the moment of our decisions that our destiny is shaped that Tony Robbins will say. And up until that point, I thought I had made the decision, but I just wasn't fully like, I knew I wasn't fully committed until that point when I got so emotionally driven behind that. And I got leverage through that emotion that I had made the decision that things started to move. And I fully believe that it, the universe knows like when we are committed and we are making this decision, it is, it is happening and it moves and conspires for you, not against you. Um, going from Target to working at Wells Fargo was actually a scarier leap. People look at my story, I think, and you know, maybe it's the way that I tell it, but I know my family thinks that like the moment that I quit my job was in 2012 when I really think that that ultimate leap of becoming my own boss was way less scarier than leaving Target to going to Wells Fargo. And the reason is, is because the position at Wells Fargo was interim meaning I could have showed up on day one and have them tell me that they no longer needed my services because it was through a third-party agency. It was contracted. It wasn't, um, it just wasn't a guarantee. And that actually really prepared me for entrepreneurship in the sense that, you know, my, nothing's a guarantee. The downloads, like people tuning into the pod, you guys tuning into the podcast every single week isn't a guarantee. Having the sponsors every single month isn't a guarantee. And so you really build that stamina in the, like, um, the mental capacity to know that it's not a guarantee. And so you have to show up every single day and making sure that you are providing value so that people can can continue to tune in. So similar to this podcast, if I'm not providing value or anything that or something that resonates with you, you're not going to find that value and you're not going to find a reason to tune in. And so that really prepared me when I made that leap to know, oh my gosh, like I could literally actually be out of a job and in, in with two weeks at any time. And so I definitely didn't take it for granted. And that's why the leap from Target to Wells Fargo was much scarier because, again, I could have showed up. They no longer need my services. At the time, I was making just over $52,000 a year working at Target because I was um, through pay grade interviews and also performance um, interviews from performance managing direct reports and things like that and talent management. Um, but then when I left to go work at Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo, I had lost all my benefits. So I didn't have my retirement account. I didn't have 401k. I didn't have PTO. I didn't have... Um, What's the other one? Oh, health insurance. The beauty, the health insurance. I didn't have health insurance. And I took a $10,000 pay cut. So I had my rent payment, my car payment, my insurance, my $52,000 of student loan debt at the time. And I barely had anything saved because there wasn't a ton of cash flow every single month with all those expenses. And it was 
very much at the time, looking back, it was risky for me to even make that um, transition. But I believed in my skills and my capability that I would never, ever be without a job. And that, and I still believe that today. Like if something happened, I know that I have hireable skills and I know that I can always go back. And so I really looked at that as not necessarily being risky. It was a calculated risk because I had thought through it. Being risky would have been quitting my job, quitting the job at Target with nothing lined up. That most certainly would have been for me risky. Some people need their backs up against the wall. I have seen a lot of people though that it is quite the opposite for that. So risky is all in the eyes of the beholder and that decision has to be made you have to be the one to make that decision because only you know yourself well enough and you have to be honest with yourself. Like, could I do this with my back up against the wall? Or is it better to be in a position to know that I have revenue coming in and that I can work with my business on the side? In that moment, I trusted my gut to leave Target and I left Target at the end of June 2011. And while I was at Fargo, uh, at Fargo, at Wells Fargo, that's, I actually picked up a part-time job at a gym so that I could help offset some of the loss of income. And I got a free gym membership. And I used that time sitting at the front desk as a chance to read and educate myself, which it was fabulous. It was awesome. And uh, working at Wells Fargo, though, this is what, this is the key to a bridge job. It gave me so much time back this was the margin that I needed. I no longer was working weekends. I was no longer working holidays. I was in to the office at, uh, I I actually, this was really great. I had core hours. I had to be there between nine and 3 p.m., but I could show up at seven and leave at 3.30. I could show up at nine and leave at 5.30. So I was really in control of my schedule and it was so amazing. And I didn't leave the, I didn't leave the workplace like energetically drained um, every day. So it gave me energy to go out to networking events. It gave me energy to continue reading. It gave me energy to continue researching and doing all the things to put myself in a position. Now, the pivotal moment was that um, it because I had so much margin, the really big thing in not working weekends is that had I waited to leave Target one more weekend, I would have worked the weekend I attended an event in Chicago and I would never have met Chad Carden who had first hired me um, for my first uh, contract gig to work on one of his projects in May of 2012. Now that's not to say that like could I have potentially have met him through other areas because it was my mentor at the time that put the event on. So could I have met Chad through my mentor sometime down the road, potentially, but I definitely that being there in person and seeing Chad speak and being able to chat with him and him get to know me, allow him to trust me more Then it cultivated this relationship where he had come to Des Moines a handful, hand, handful of times because he had some clients there. So I was able to build that relationship the entire time that I was working at Wells Fargo. If I tried to cultivate that relationship while working at Target, it definitely wouldn't have worked because I had that flexibility at Wells Fargo where Target was so unpredictable in the schedule where it'd be like, yeah, great. Like let's meet at 5 p.m. And I could have gotten stuck at work. Like the earliest I was going to get out of work at Target would have been five. Um, So it just, again, that bridge job and having Wells Fargo really allowed me that energy and space. But had I waited another two weeks at Target, before quitting, I would have received a thousand dollar gift card for referring a friend who was moving to Target or moving to uh, Des Moines and just needed a job because her husband was going to law school at the time. But I knew that it just wasn't worth it. Um, and you know, the universe, quote unquote, may test you. And I definitely do believe that there are times and. I don't know. I used to look at it as the universe testing, but now I look at it differently. It's just like we always have these opportunities 
in front of us. And it's just up to us to make choices and decisions. And so something simple as that, where it's like, hey, Mana, you can stay another two weeks and get this $1,000 gift card. But ultimately, I was like, no, I can't even take that chance because I was so vulnerable at the time that had I, I you, you can always push it back. You can always say like, after my next bonus, I'm going to leave. After my next raise, I'm going to leave. Like there's always another carrot and you just have to decide like when is enough enough. And also that thinking of like, oh, there's, you know, I'm going to wait till my next bonus. That's also a scarcity mind thinking, scarcity thinking that like you're never going to get another bonus. And I will tell you that you can pay yourself a bonus when you run your own business. So don't think in terms of FOMO in that capacity that like there's never going to be another thing. You just have to decide like when is enough enough. And Again, the biggest thing a bridge job gives you space, energy, and time and gives you margin back into your schedule. Now, I want to get into um, a couple key benefits of, of the bridge job, which I've already shared a little bit through my story. So which let me back up here a minute. The um, working as a subcontractor for Chad. So when I had made that decision, I had gotten the call um, in April 2012 where Chad had, he just called me up. He's like, Hey, we have, would you, you know, we've got this project with AT&T. It's seven months long and we're looking for more facilitators. Would you like a seat at the table? And at the time in my mind, I was like, this is a guarantee. And then I get out there and I was like, Oh no, this isn't a guarantee. And I quit my job. Um, but I, again, I trusted my gut and I just knew I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is what, this is the moment. This is my, my, my ultimate leap at this point that has then allowed me to, my journey has led me to where I am today with she did it her way and coaching people and all that good stuff. But, um, it, there was no drama when I made that decision with Chad. Now I will say, um, a month and a half, two months before Chad had presented me with this offer and we had kind of been talking in the works. Like I knew something was coming, but I didn't know like the, the, I didn't know, like have confirmation exactly what it was. At that time, I was also being presented with an offer to become a full-time recruiter and make a larger salary. Um, and the VP at the time was like, hey, Manna, you're going to apply, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And it really came down to like, it was a Friday when the rec for the applications um, was closing for this recruiter position and nothing was confirmed with Chad, but I trust him, I got, because I had to be, I was like, my in in five years do I want to be doing being a recruiter and I was like no in five years do I want to be living in Des Moines Iowa no so would taking this job lead me to where I want to go and I was like no like I don't need like taking this job would not put me where I want to go and I was like I had to make a decision on the fact that it was like this isn't going to get me where I want to go. So why am I, I need to make decisions based on where I want to be in three, five years. And so I had past like had I had foregone the application process and then it was a month later in which Chad had reached out and this opportunity to go to San Diego and work with AT&T for the first time um, for a seven-month project all the way till the end of 2012 at the time was that big moment and then since then I had networked with about five different um, companies kind of similar to Chad that all use subcontractors and so that is a whole different story for a whole different podcast episode but I just wanted to give you that look and so the whole entire process took about 18 months before I was able to officially like break all ties and I was earning my 1099, managing my own taxes, managing my own um, payroll and everything like that. It took 18 months. So if you feel like it is crawling, I promise you those 18 months, like they're going to fly by whatever time it is, it will fly by. But if you get the ball rolling now, that's what's important because the longer you wait, the further you're pushing it off, the more you're pushing it off. So again, one of the big things 
Benefits with a bridge job is that it helps you gain perspective. So we pick up so many thought patterns and beliefs that don't always serve us in the work pay, in the in the workplace, and they don't always serve us in the best way possible. And so if you're constantly surrounded by one set of beliefs, um, and it's going to be more difficult to think any differently. And surrounding yourself with coworkers who are completely bought into something that you fully can't get behind. Some might say you're drinking the Kool Aid, whatever, um, and it causes you to question your desires. Find a bridge job because that can help you. So if the idea of making the ultimate leap from where you are right now is too much or too scary, consider a bridge job. But um, I'll definitely say my experience, um, I had a lot of coworkers at the time and like family members who entrepreneurship was so foreign to them. They're like, why would you ever want to do this on your own? And I'm like, because like I had a lemonade stand when I was younger. No, that's not the reason why. But I feel like every entrepreneur that I talk to always says that they like had a lemonade stand when they were younger. Um, but it's yeah, to really gain perspective because you can completely, and it just goes back to like people that you hang out with. And sometimes it's, you know, their comments are coming from a really loving place. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, it sounds really scary. Like that doesn't make a sense. You're crazy. What are your, what's, what, what will your resume say? I remember one of my friends, like she was really concerned and she was very concerned about my resume. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I'll figure it out, but I'm trusting my gut. Like what, what is life if we're not living it? Right. And it definitely, so if you are in a job and you know that the beliefs or the constructs that have been projected upon you aren't necessarily resonating with your desires, I highly recommend you don't have to necessarily get a bridge job, but plug yourself into a group, listen to podcasts like these, continue doing it, find other podcasts that also encourage, you know, um, mindset beliefs and surrounding yourself with the right people, join groups, um, networking events, things like that, because then you'll start to slowly move yourself out of different um, thought patterns and different thought groups. So even though you're going into a job that people may think quitting your job is crazy, you can at least surround yourself by people that are like, hey, I've done it. It's not that crazy. It's actually quite amazing. And then you can really um, buy into that and, and feel cultivated and emotionally driven to that so that you're not being bogged down by other mindsets in, in that capacity. So keep that in mind. Definitely, it helps you gain perspective. And a bridge job doesn't require typically as many hours a week as your current job may. So consider if you're in a role that has you traveling, you're on the road every single week, you're constantly on the go, you lack downtime to even think. And for me, I went from 60 hours to 40 hours a week from Target to Wells Fargo, plus another 10 at the gym. But even though I was working... Um, technically only 10 hours less um, each week because if you do 60 minus the 50 because of Wells Fargo and the gym, it wasn't, it just, I wasn't expending the same kind of energy I previously was at Target, which is also really important in the sense that, you know, it's sometimes it's really not about necessarily time. It's about your energy. And if you're always depleted, you're not going to have energy to sustain or to invest your time into finding your bridge job or finding clients and building your business on the side. And so when I started subcontracting um, for Chad and others, I was on a plane every single week, but it was exciting. It was new. I loved it. The work that I did, that I was traveling. Um, and when I was there, when I was in New York, when I was in California, all these different places, it was so energizing. Like I left the day after eight hours on my feet, facilitating content and coaching people. I left so energized that like that type of work was so different than previous work that I had done. And I have a whole podcast episode about certain habits that drain your energy. And I just released a blog post last week that you can read about too. So it's, you know, if you do something for two hours, but it, and it energizes you versus something that you do for 30 minutes that depletes your energy, the 30 minutes of doing something that dreads you, that you dread, um, 
definitely cost you more than the two hours doing something that you love because it is energy draining, energy draining versus energy giving. And that also goes for people as well. I will say that. So just keep that in mind about um, maintaining your energy versus time and thinking about like, how do I feel energetically when I get home? And like, how can I, you know, refill um, and recharge for energy? Now, a couple of different ways. So as we kind of transition down here, I want to end with sharing a couple of different ways about like finding a bridge job. So a quick and easy way to find a bridge job is that you could simply go through a third-party agency and see what the type of job opportunities they have. Um, definitely take time to understand the type of work you enjoy and be intentional in finding the bridge job versus taking whatever job comes along. Um, I kind of, I did a blend of being intentional and taking whatever came along. Uh, I did like I talked to the previous person who worked at HR in Wells Fargo to better understand the role to make sure that it was something that I would like. Um, I didn't have to love it, but it was just something that, you know, could I enjoy? Would it give me margin? And was it something that um, I could manage and do for six to 18 months? And so in that case, yes, because if you want a bridge job, um, because if it is a bridge job. So you want to go in with a mindset that you're only going to be working at the bridge job for a certain amount of time, which then you must plan what you're going to do with your time while you're in a bridge job and how you're going to strategize and how you'll make, take massive action towards building your business and be intentional. You want to take advantage of that time that you're getting back and be intentional with it so you can create that plan for yourself. If you're going from a super intense, close to burnout work environment to quitting with zero plan, I compare it to doing a super intense, high intensity workout class and then skipping the cool down on your way out. You could potentially injure yourself by not stretching. And of course, you're probably not going to injure yourself physically by going from 100 to zero. Um, but it does leave you susceptible to mental chatter in the sense that if you go from a super intense work environment to quitting and not having anything else lined up, I've seen it happen a lot where there's no support in that transition. And it just goes back to what I was saying earlier, where like, if you want to make an emotional decision and quit because you're so miserable, highly recommend find a bridge job, find a short-term or long-term contract position, whatever that might look like to give yourself some space versus going from like this job that you hate. So energetically drained, burned out, stressed out to then having really nothing lined up because that is going to create that mental mental chatter and you are going to split your energy. And if you can't find the time and energy to find clients and work on your business while working full time, I highly recommend a bridge job looking into that. So this was something that um, I was so excited to share with you guys today. I Hope that it was very helpful or at least eye-opening in the sense of like what that journey looks like for you and what it could look like for you and what's important and sort of my recommendation because I get the question asked all the time about like what did my lead up look like and what did that transition look like? So I hope that by me peeling like peeling back the curtain and sharing with you some actual like numbers about where I was in that journey was helpful and um, just really allowed you to see that. So I would love to know what you thought about this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram at she did it her way. Also, if you haven't yet, I would so appreciate a review on iTunes. I read every single one of them. It's super instrumental. It helps other women find this podcast who are also looking to quit um, their nine to five and make their ultimate leap as well. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you back here next time. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to she did it her way podcast.com where you can access the entire vault of she did it her way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap 
from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you had it on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.